Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. How are we doing this again? I need a piss before we start. <laughs> Hello, Internet. I am Fireball. And I'm the Orbiter. And welcome to Breaking Bollocks. Hello. Uh, so, we're going to start off this podcast, whatever you call it, uh, thing. Yeah. With uh, just sort of getting. Off what's on our mind. Getting off what's on our mind. Uh, that came. <laughs> that came out wrong. Yeah, it usually does. <clears throat> <laughs> this is so, a terrible start. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yes, last time we talked about something that was. I feel like we've come a long way since that first one. Well, that was that was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Our yeah. First chat. Quite controversial topic. Last one. But since then, we've been on a three three times a week schedule publishing videos, and um, I've been busy putting up promotional stuff. We're, we're, we're using the new, the excellent new Twitch Premiers thing, Video Manager, and we've got Patreon set up and a tipping oh, page yes. in that. Give us money. <laughs> we'll put links in the description for Patreon. Go give us money if you feel like it. I mean, we're not forcing you by all but... means watch for free it's cheapskates but you know <laughs> we sacrifice ourselves for you well, i could sacrifice you that would that would make me a lot of money and put you in jail yeah is it, i was we i'm skipping ahead a bit here but i know it's going to be the subject of a future um chat that we have but was there not was there not some some um thing in in the old testament about somebody sacrificing their son it's not literally every chapter. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But in the end, he, he ended up sacrificing a goat instead. So we could skip to the bit where I go and get a goat from outside and spill its blood all over the walls. Or we could just get on with today's topic. Just get some ketchup. Pretend. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure ketchup goes with goat. Maybe uh, brown sauce? No, I mean to... I fake. know what you mean. Sometimes, trying to be funny, it doesn't always work. Yeah, sometimes I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> my intentions are... I don't know what my intentions are, actually. I should have thought, before I opened my mouth then, I should have thought of what I was going to say. That's always wise, isn't it? Are we going to get on with whatever we're talking about? Yeah, a little bit. So yes, go uh, check us out on Patreon and Twitch. Oh yeah, there's... there's, uh, there's different... Also, we've just set up a Discord uh, server... I have links in the description for this as well, I'm where really you can my chat with one another first, and maybe us. My my first uh, sort of uh, looking into Discord and stuff, I'm enjoying being on other people's servers, but it looks way too complicated for me to set up. So Firebolt's in charge of, of setting up roles and stuff on there and, and different subjects and what have you. Um, but there's different levels of sponsorship on Patreon um, and you get different bonus rewards for, for whatever you choose to do. Um some uh, have those I'm... been decided yet? Yeah, I've put them up. I've put them up. Um, right. If you want I... to 
save that then. Well, I'm trying to remember what they are. Uh, the first one for, is first one is one dollar a month. It uses dollars. Patreon uh, would be supporter, and that is um, for for that you basically you get uh, every month you get a schedule um, access to a schedule of our plans for the next month, so you'll know what to expect in the upcoming episodes of our various series. Yes, and not much. Did they get um, access to posts like private posts? We, we could add that, yeah. Yeah, sure. And um, the Next second month. level up, which is $5 a month, is um, fan, is it? I'll check the thingy. Actually, why don't you just look it up? Because then I, we can see what they are. Instead of me sitting here looking like a doughball, <laughs> trying to remember what the hell I've done for the last week. What is my computer? Patreon, by the way, in case anyone hasn't heard of it, is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. <laughs> I can spell it, it's just my keyboard's being weird. It's Breaking Dad. Patreon.com forward slash Breaking Dad. So, Something down the right hand side there, rewards, Breaking Dad supporter. Once a month, supporters will receive... An exclusive post detailing our plans for the next month videos. Of course, plans can change, but you'll have an idea of what to look forward to. And you've said I'll change that to also include uh, private blog posts, did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, our second level, Breaking Dad fan. I was right about that. Five dollars a month. Uh, you'll get uh, you get all the supporter rewards. Plus, uh, you get videos as soon as they're uploaded. Yeah. So the final level, which is groupies. Yeah. So yeah, so the private the private video for the middle level, the the, the fans. Um, you have to have a YouTube account for that because uh, you get a private link which you have to watch when you're logged in. Um. And Breaking Dad Groupie is the top level at the moment. Although I think we should add some ridiculous ones. I'd notice there's other people that have got like a sort of million pounds a month. And the, you, you the get, maximum you get the moon. donation is, um, I think it's 9999 Is it? Okay. Well, for 9999 I'd take somebody out for dinner. We'll just <laughs> buy you a... I'm not cheap. We'll buy you a second-hand car. Or no. cheap first-hand car. No, we, no, we won't. Yeah. Oh, that's every month, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were only buying your one one once. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to you have to have been going for three months. I think this is getting a bit complicated. Yeah. So we've yeah, got we're not going to actually do that because <laughs> no one will ever actually set that up for us. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's the private YouTube video for our groupies only, which will never be publicly released. Okay. Mm. Well, there we go. Anyway. In future, we also might do some giveaways if we get review codes. Mm. Just for our patrons. I mean, in addition to that, you'll just be supporting us. Oh, there's also our promo trailer up now as well. Yes. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Is that all the follow-up? I think it... I hope so, because this is going on really long. Anyway, so on to what we'll actually be largely talking about for this episode. First, well. before you before you mention the, the subject, can I just ask that anybody who's watching this, please do not illegally record it or re-download it and publish it as your own because that's just not fair. Uh, so yes, we will be talking about copyright today. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Such an interesting subject. Well, do you know, you used to be able to, um, under English law, it used to be you could just email a copy of something to yourself. Uh, email? What am I talking about? Post a copy of something to yourself. If you if you'd written a piece of music or or a book or something, you'd stick it in a in an envelope, 
seal it up and and post it to your self-recorded delivery and your proof in court would be the postmark with the date stamp on it that was that was the way that you copyright things in the uk <laughs> i'm assuming that's different to patents then patents a patents not to do with um inventions or products generally well i think you have to apply and officers for that yeah. and you probably did with the beginning of or that. ideas ideas for inventions and stuff yeah generally intellectual properties there's trademarks yeah no. what's the difference between trademarks and copyright well, a trademark is copyrighted. It's just, it's a particular kind of, because I mean, obviously you can copyright all sorts of different things, music, uh, videos, films, what have you. But a trademark is a, a, a logo. See, technically, we should trademark all our logos so that nobody else can steal them and use them because we're so popular on the internet that we might be mm-hmm. <laughs> exploited for our value. Five subscribers at the moment. Let's hope that We've changes. got more than that on Twitch. Um, yeah, but, that's different. <laughs> but yeah, I mean things like um, you know the Rolling Stones logo with the big tongue sticking out of the lips, and the Apple logo on the back of every bit of Apple kit. They're, they're trademarks. And so uh, is that only for logos? No, you can also copyright. Uh, it's it's all about it's, it's all about intellectual property. Um, it's basically about protecting an idea. As a for instance, there was a there's a there's a one one of the famous um, well not so famous but one one of the big sort of uh, controversial uses of it was with uh, have you heard of a band called Bucks Fizz? Through a Dave Gorman bit, but yeah, they won the Eurovision Song Contest for the UK, <laughs> amazingly. Um, yeah. But they they split up and. Uh, I think there were four members of the band, and now three of them are on tour uh, with a a replacement. But because they didn't own the name Bucks Fizz, they can't legally tour as Bucks Fizz. They have to tour as I think there's something stupid like it lists their names and then it says in brackets afterwards, formerly known as Bucks Fizz. Mm. But the guy that owns the the name legally, who registered it, tours as well on his own with three completely new members, and he calls himself Bucks Fizz, even though he's the only one of the band that was at, that was in Bucks Fizz originally. Hmm. So yeah, I think I did see that on um, Dave Gorman's Modern Life Is Goodish. Oh yeah, I will stick a note in the show notes for that. He's a he's a cool dude. You should check him out. He, he's he's a he, he's a PowerPoint comedian, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and a mathematician type geek. Well, not exactly a mathematician. A statistician. Yes, statistician, As which is. is a form of mathematician. Yeah, it's, it's a branch of mathematics. You wouldn't typically describe it as mathematics. So, yeah, I mean, copyright automatically applies to anything that you create as soon as you create it intellectually uh, like art, usually art artistic works but the 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 big uh, the big problem is proving it yeah if somebody steals an idea and passes it off of their own you have to be able to prove that you had the idea first if you want to get value from it you know sue them or whatever um yeah i think i saw something which often means it depends on uh, who has the best lawyer on the hello internet podcast 
uh, run by CGP Grey and Brady Harron. They were talking about monkey copyright. I beg your pardon? Uh, basically, there's this photographer, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Who um, left his cameras lying around. A monkey picked up his camera yeah. and took a selfie that was actually shot quite well. And there was a whole court case of whether it should be public domain or belong to the photographer. Did somebody own the monkey? No, this was in... I oh, right. Think but the Amazon. Whether it should be public domain. Yeah. Or... It's not going to belong to the monkey. <laughs> no. Although I wish that happened. I suppose there would be an argument to be had that, um, you know, he'd, he'd come up with the idea. No, he just left his stuff lying. Oh, it wasn't deliberate then? No. <laughs> All right, okay. So, yeah, I suppose it's about exploitation of ideas, isn't it? It's... Um exploiting intellectual ideas for financial gain, basically, which is what we're doing, <laughs> trying to. What? Well, we had an idea. We thought, yeah, let's do some gaming and stuff and, and chatting and stuff and stick it up on YouTube and try to exploit it for financial gain. That's not exploitation. <laughs> well, it depends what you mean. If you think about the literal meaning of the word... And we're not just doing it for, for financial gain. Well, that's a bloody good job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And I think with the new YouTube thing, there's new rules about monetization. Yeah, that's... Uh, that you have... I don't know what exactly they've changed, but it's made it harder for... See, when I first posted on YouTube, you could yeah. monetize anything as a small creator. Um, and then they changed it to you had to have had 10,000 lifetime views before you could monetize anything. And now they've also added to that the caveat that 4,000 of those have to have been in the last 12 months and and you have to have 1,000 subscribers. I think it's <clears throat> generally meant to target extremists. Yeah. But it also hurts small channels that haven't that are just trying to start up, like us. Well, that's the way of the world now, isn't it? Yeah. By targeting extremists, everybody suffers. So... <laughs> <laughs> that got... Deep. Yeah. Uh, that's, that should be our new catchphrase. Wow, that got deep. <laughs> um, it's 90% of what we say. So, co so copyright, yeah. What about um, copyleft? I remember you telling me that this after our last recording, because I mentioned and the topic to you. Do you believe me, or have you looked it up? Or? I briefly looked it up. Basically, copyleft is really the opposite to copyright. And allow basically make sure no one can copyright this idea. Yeah, and makes it, it constantly remains in public domain, and it has to be free. Yeah, because that's the thing with copyright. Whenever you when I went off on a digression there, but I was about to say that um, it's automatically in place for any artistic work until um, seventy years after the last copyright holder dies, isn't it? Uh, it's different for... Different for different countries, yeah. but in general, that's the... I think in America, it's 100 years after. Here, yeah. it's 70. I know there's some countries it was 90 as well. and But in general, it, it stays in place so that the... So say, for instance, if I if I wrote an awesome piece of music which made lots of money after I died, you, as my next of kin, would benefit from that for at least another 70 years in the UK. And I think you can renew it as well because uh, don't didn't um didn't they sell the copyright for 
for think the Beatles sold their copyright to Michael Jackson, didn't they? I, for a while, I think. I'll look Paul it McCart- up. I think Paul McCartney's got it back now, but why aren't we going to star? He's in. I'm not sure about him. Yeah, he's a tank engine, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Beatles copyright. Well, now Michael Jackson's dead, so it might have gone back. To there was another copyright. thing about that. Having mentioned Apple earlier on, there was that whole thing about um, see when Apple computers first came out. There was a court case which Apple Records brought against them using the Apple right. name. But yeah, it says here that um, Michael Jackson outbid him in an auction for the rights. And uh, then when he died, Paul McCartney had to get it back from Sony. I don't know why it went to Sony afterwards. Maybe they're like the record producer for Michael Jackson. Well, it says here that, that Jackson paid... $47 million for ATV, the company that had owned the copyrights to Beatles songs since 67. Right. So maybe Sony bought ATV. I don't know. Maybe. This is the thing, when it belongs to a company, the copyright, it can be sold and bought just like... Yeah, and then it's like, well, it's not actually the artist that it belongs to anymore. How annoying would that be if you'd written something amazing that got really famous and made loads and loads of money and you were getting none of it? It was just going to some corporation that had bought the rights. See, this is why I suppose when you go into any kind of record deals or anything or, or production deals, you really should get a lawyer involved who knows what he's doing. Surely something should be set up to protect the creators from these companies that would just exploit it for money, didn't actually have much to do well, with it. Well, that's in the stuff. deal, isn't it? That's what I was yeah. saying. I mean, if, if I mean, you, you'd have to read the small print. If you get a publishing deal or a record deal and you sign a contract that that gives the copyright for, for that to the company that, that you signed with, then yeah. you don't have a leg to stand on. That's where you get a lawyer to look at it. And I th- there's all sorts of different record deals nowadays. Um, the whole industry's changed massively since... Well, originally it was um, Napster, and then it all went on to sort of streaming services and stuff. The music industry doesn't make make any money really off of selling records anymore. It's, it's from touring. It's kind yeah. of reversed now. So, I think the sort of streaming services do give a cut to the yeah, but it's like it's, I think it's like a, a a cent or a penny for every thousand plays or something ridiculous like that. Mm. But as I say, that that is it is now more used as a tool for promoting tours, which is why gig tickets have got so bloody expensive now. Ah, uh, <laughs> and it costs sense. like thirty quid for a t-shirt when you go to a gig. Yeah, because the bands don't make any money off the records anymore. I suppose this is actually quite a relevant topic for the whole YouTube thing because um, quite often something you see is, well, you get the straight up bootleggers that just record something. And then at the bottom put, no copyright intended. Which is hilarious, as if that changes anything. Yeah. But then you get um, these React channels. Some of them are good and actually give some commentary on the thing. But some of them just basically play the video, laugh a couple of times, and say a little bit at the end. It has kind of worked the other way, though. I mean... I know, I know for a fact that Queen. Um, I mean, there there were no end of bootleg recordings, audio and video, um, of some of the gigs that they hadn't released. Um, and I know that over the last few years, um, 
they've they've actually taken some of those bootleg recordings that were that were being sort of sold on the black market or, or traded illegally and and uh, that that were of good enough quality and and um released them so they can make money out of them now but i think it's a difficult one nowadays cuz i mean back you know back when i was your age copying something it was a bit more protected because you could stick something on tape you know you could tape a record or whatever but every generation of copy was it degraded from the copy that was made before it so yeah. but now you can just you know any digital music you can just clone ad infinitum so we did copy left what's creative commons i think that's generally uh a thing run by basically the photo version of wikipedia wikimedia mm. and basically they post a bunch of um free use things right uh, which you have to add to to make any value out of but you can't use as is to make money presumably yeah yeah but basically just things that are free to use for creative purposes so that you don't have lawsuits we should maybe start using them for our thumbnails yeah the other thing as well that i find i find amazing is that like the for musicians there's all sorts of different copyright um licensing things going on for performers if you write a song and record it yourself, obviously you get money from the sale of that song, mechanical royalties for the recording itself, if you own that, if you haven't sold it off to the publishing company. But you get performers' rights as well, which means that if you go out and gig your own songs at a pub or whatever, um, the venue then have to pay performing rights to you. Apart from the gig fee, they have to pay performing rights to the performers' rights, performing rights society. So I think it's only like you do a gig, you get about six quid back if the yeah. gig is yours. But it's you know I think it's great that they're getting paid extra for playing their own songs. Mm. Yeah, because you're a musician. Do you Shit. think? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the limit. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're getting married. Uh, Ace Wedding Band. Near here, we're not going to faraway places. Well, he's not. Oh, if you got the money, we'll go anywhere. <laughs> but we ain't cheap. Anyway, yes, you're a musician, so you have some experience with the whole performing rights thing, especially going to venues and playing covers of songs. That was an interesting one, actually. Talking about the mechanical copyright thing, because I only really got into the sort of legal and financial side of it maybe five, ten years ago, and a few years back, I registered with PPL, which is the Phonographic Something Licensing. Anyway, basically, it's... if you look it up. PPL, yeah. It's basically, if you have appeared on any recording which is uh, publicly released, if you register with PPL as a performer... Phonographic Performance Limited. And that recording gets played anywhere in the world on the radio on tv anywhere in public um you get some of the money back now when i was 18 me and a group of friends from the northamptonshire county youth orchestra all brass players five of us got in a transit van went down to london to record like it was a folk folk band called the albion band that were doing like a Fairport Convention, the guy the guy that sings with them, I think, was with Fairport Convention, but he had a band called Albion Band, and we, he wanted a, like a sort of a village green brass band kind of sound on a couple of the songs. So we went down there, we all got like 10 quid cash, 
for, for doing it because we were all just kids in a transit van, basically. Um, and then a few years ago, when I registered with PPL, because I know my name's on the back of the record because they put our names on it on those two tracks, I registered those tracks as being a performer on those tracks. And it takes like two or three years for it to come through. I got 80 quid this year. All right. Just out of the blue. for That's just for the UK plays. So obviously that's been Wait, on the this, radio. This this year or technically last year. It was, it was just in year. December. Um, well, t- technically last year. Though. But it was for the, I think it was for 16, 2016 to 17 or 14. I can't remember. But it takes like a year or two to come through. But the international ones take an extra year because they have to go through whatever the licensing company is in America for the American ones. and Yeah. So, like, next year, presumably, I'll get the global licensing back. And I was quite pleased by that because I, I wasn't expecting anything because I'd registered them ages ago and I thought, oh, maybe nobody's just nobody's playing it because I don't think they're, like, big singles or anything. They're just small tracks yeah. on an album. But they're obviously getting played on, like, I don't know, folk radio stations on the internet or... Well, there's seven billion people in the world that's bound to get played a couple of times. Yeah. In, um, I don't know how much each play generates for, for like, one person who's in the backing band of... I mean, like, yeah. the band themselves have probably got five or six members anyway, and then they just got some extra musicians in for a couple of tracks. So right. So if, you, if you've ever been on a recording that's been publicly released, get in the PPL, get registered, and in a couple of years you might be surprised to receive a little bit of pocket money. Mm. Yeah, I saw a thing that was um, quite hilarious the other day. Uh, have you heard of TED Talks? Yes. I saw a guy doing a TED Talk who runs this radio show about flags. Mm. I'm quite interested in flags, to say the least. <laughs> uh, uh, he's not joking. Honestly, since since... About five or six years old, you could show him any flag in the world and he could tell you what country it was from, and probably the capital as well. It's scary. Not all the capitals of the world. All right, 95% of them, then. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't... Don't be modest. Don't oversell me. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) It's scary. Anyway... So this guy runs a radio show about flags. I suddenly thought of the guy off um, uh, Big Bang Theory. Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> is that, does he not do like a, a, a streamcast thing about... Yeah, but this is a flags. show that's got actual popularity. Oh, I know TED Talks has, yeah. yeah no, the oh. actual radio show has got some popularity. <laughs> and um, he says at the beginning, oh, people don't usually think that they care about flags, but then they realise just how much is symbolised by that. You know, the British flag, it goes everywhere. You do care a little bit about that. You care what that symbolises and why it's there. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be. Uh, it worries you know, me sometimes what the England flag can be. Can be kind. You of, care about be... how it's used, though, as well. Like, yeah, if it's used yeah. for racist purposes, you'll say, "I don't want my country to be represented." Yeah, by I, that. Su- I suppose an extreme example of that would be that if you were, if you were. Um, leading a, a sort of a peacekeeping organisation, you wouldn't want to use the swastika on your flag. Although apparently the swastikas um, used to be a Hindi symbol for good luck. I bet they were a bit pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, I can't use that anymore. Cheers and then it was alone. sort of hijacked by the Nazis Although, for that reason. I don't think the Hindis were the worst done by. No. <laughs> but generally it was used as a symbol of good luck and then it changed to a 
very different meaning all of a sudden. It was reincarnated under a different identity. That's right. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> right. What? Anyway, so <laughs> on to my anecdote. Well, kind of. This guy that runs a radio show about flags. Ted. He did a TED talk. I watched this. And um, he was saying how badly designed a lot of city flags are. I didn't know cities generally had flags, did they? They do, except they're so badly designed that people don't want to use them. Yeah. There's a couple of flags that are well designed, so they are actually used about the place, like Chicago's flag or Washington, D.C.'s. There's two I can think of. I don't know whether or not they're just football club flags. Flags. Fag. (laughs) (laughs) Football club fags. But the Real Madrid and Barcelona football club flags... (laughs) Um, I wonder if the, are they just the football clubs or are they the city flags? Uh, I do not know. Nor do I. In Europe, generally, you have um, more coat of arms for cities, yeah. but there are also flags. I think the London one is basically just the English flag with a little something in one of the corners. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, and um, a lot of the city flags are so badly designed. Like, there's one I think it's called Pocatello. That actually has... Is this still to do with copyright? Yes, this yeah. is to do with copyright. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm going to get on to that. Right, okay. okay, okay. And this flag for Pocatello in America, I can't remember what state it's in, has copyright symbols on it. <laughs> A flag with copyright symbols on it. Okay. What? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> they weren't just copyrighting the flag then. They, they actually just thought... It's like, uh, it says, proud to be Pocatello... TM on well, the that, fucking flag. Well, uh, yeah, the TM is a, that means it's a trademark. Yeah, why would you trademark a flag? So nobody else could use it. <laughs> so, the so that's not going to do much for their the... town, is it? Yeah, <laughs> we'd like everybody to promote our. Town. Yeah, you have to pay us to actually be proud <laughs> of where you're from. Fucking hell, <laughs> idiots. We might get some uh, some hate mail from them now. I doubt anyone from that specific place would watch this and disagree hey, with us. If that. anybody from Pocatello is watching, leave us a comment, because that would be a, a nice one. And now they're all going to pretend. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. But you have to provide proof. Like, yes, show us where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Next. We won't read them anyway so (laughs) (laughs) so we've covered copyright we've covered copyleft we've covered creative commons we've covered performing rights the youtube thing yeah about these react channels just putting copyright not intended at the bottom what does that mean copyright not intended i mean it's like but you've just ripped off somebody else's copyright. You didn't have the right to claim copyright on that thing anyway. It, Is it copyright breach not intended? It, yeah, pretty much. It it doesn't actually make any difference. It's just like, well, I don't feel bad anymore because I just said, well, it's not mine. Yeah. Make sure it's not something that's owned by somebody who has a good lawyer. <laughs> well, most YouTube channels don't. Although, actually, um, although technically, if you put a piece of music on that's recorded and copyrighted by somebody else on in the background of a YouTube video, technically they could take you to court and sue you for damages or whatever. In a lot of cases, they just claim 
ownership of it. Yeah, but the actual channels that are getting hit by this don't have the money to take them to court. Yeah, but they don't. That's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't actually take them to court. They just don't let them earn any money from it. But then, so they. So say for they instance, they have to go around to everything and say, find all the reactions and make sure that they're, they're not reacting to their videos. Oh, they're not asked beforehand. If you're reacting to another video, as long as you're not showing that video on the screen, you are. All oh, right. Okay. It's just in the bottom. But yeah. Or well, there's a difficult thing because there's a, such a thing as royalty-free licensing, but then that's um, that's something a little bit more complicated. I mean, even that you could you can buy a cheapish license for using any uh, a piece of music that's got a royalty-free license in any product, and you uh, you know different ones have different terms on their things uh, on their contracts. Like you you know you can take a, a an instrumental track and and you can sing over the top of it and you're adding value to it so then you can copyright that thing that you've added value to mm. but but then you have the to pay time, for the original track don't you? yeah but it's usually quite cheap but the, but the, the main issue with, is, with the if, react channels is that they're not adding much basically no. they laugh a couple of times and say well i like that mm. and then that that's must be all a, quite do. a gray area um, I mean, like, yeah. for instance, our gaming videos, you know, we didn't write the software, we didn't design the graphics. Yeah, but we are adding something significant to that. Yeah. We're adding our commentary, our gameplay. Mm. And I and I quite often, I think, th- with editing. things like that, it, it is free promotion for the people who are trying to sell the game. It's not like so even if we're they wanted actually to taking pro- revenue away from the company that makes the game. People yeah. watching our videos aren't going to go... Well, there's no use in playing that game anymore. No, no. If anything, it would certainly with the case of the last one that made your one that you've just done for next Tuesday. It made me want to play the game. Which, so, well, if I the copyright, once this is uploaded, will be two days ago video, so we can actually talk about that. We can. Yes, our just cause. Well, my just cause free video. Yeah, I've not played that game, but helping with the editing of it and watching it back afterwards, I really want to play that game now. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, that's probably my favourite video. So who I've owns done. the copyright for Just Cause 3? Square Enix, I think. Okay, so any, anyone at Square Enix, if you're watching this, um, download keys? <laughs> <laughs> or anyone if that's... Like. Any game developer that's watching this, we will appreciate download keys and we will promote your game. Well, not... Well, uh, you'll give it an honest review. If yeah. it's crap, we'll tell, we'll tell you it's crap. But <laughs> it's, it's like... There have been a few YouTubers that have gotten in trouble for giving games crap reviews in trouble well not in, in terms tr- of not like, in the just... legitimate trouble but they've been threatened lawsuits against and had to go to court for it that's bollocks isn't it? yeah it's like well i think it's um asking somebody to review something that's one thing i know from being in the um twitch kittens community on the discord yeah i think it was you get indie game developers and when they give out a download key they ask people to play it and review it and stream it and what have you but they say they always say be honest about it uh, yeah, it's maybe these bigger corporations that just want you to give them the thumbs up. Well, it's particularly um, games developers that make games that they have put not an ounce of effort into, and they're just like, "Well, we want money." Yeah, it, and it's probably not the people who've written the games. It's yeah, it's the marketing department. I think it was um, direct Nerdcubed. And- he published this video about that. Uh, I think it was a company that made a game called. Monster Trucks Destruction or something like that. Mm. He said it's a piece of shite. It was buggy. Yeah. 
pretty much that's the entire review that he gave i haven't actually watched the video because i can't i just don't like bad reviews yeah i just know from the get-go of it's a bad game and it's not real any worth for yeah. Me. yeah and it just feels sort of it kind of puts me down just to see people angry at something for no reason <laughs> that won't actually help anything mm. so yeah he did this video where he reviewed I think it's called Monster Trucks Destruction. Sorry if there's another game by that name, and it's actually good. <laughs> um, and the company that made it said, this was a couple of years after the video was released, there have been updates that fix the bugs. You have to do another video updating it. Right. And then he basically published this whole video about, you can't sue me for this. And they they said, well, take it down in 24 hours or change it within 24 hours yeah. or we'll sue you. I think it's 48, actually. But he basically said, I have over 2,000 videos. I can't go back to each game and update the video after each update. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people people will just try it. We'll just try it on. People will just be willing to get money out of anything. You get these um, no-win-no-fee lawyers. Yeah. I, I wonder... I mean, I know they're just sort of capitalising on the, well, people want money... They're going to want to get money from this thing. Mm. I wonder yeah, how no they're... win, no fee. They've got to make their money somehow. So you've got to you've got to think. Well, if, if they, they get a, a win, good... they're going to get a huge percentage of the win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to make up for the ones they didn't win. Mm. Anyway, with that many claims coming in, yeah. Unless it's run by fairly few lawyers, then they don't have to pay them as much. Mm. So what have we learned today? Fuck all. <laughs> We've learnt what um how Michael Jackson got to own Beatles copyright thing. Oh yeah, that was the story I didn't finish. Apple Music. Back it's when iTunes. They, well, no, at Apple Computers when they first started, um Apple Records already existed in the UK. And when Apple Computers first came out, they were like, Well, hang on a minute, because Apple, if if you don't know, were the record company that the Beatles uh used to own and release on. Oh right. Um and they said, hang on a minute, you can't call yourselves Apple because we're already Apple. And, oh, and, yeah, there's a and funny the, story about that. Um, they Didn't the Beatles play a concert on top of an Apple Records company thing? Oh, I don't know. They they played a, I think they did, play yeah. a concert on top of their record company thing. Yeah. And that's now an Apple store. Oh, <laughs> I know they did something on top of a... a a record company. I can't. Re- I can't remember what it was though. But that yeah. it's their record company, and that's now an Apple store, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at the time, they went through sort of um, negotiations and stuff, and it was agreed that they would allow Apple to use that name because they were in a different sector, a different market sector. So it was no threat to Apple Records. They were in music, and Apple were in computing. Um, but mm. gradually, over the years, obviously Apple have moved nearer and nearer to the sort of the music sort of side of things, and there's always yeah, been a different. But by that time, it's kind of there's nothing you can do about it now. It's kind of yeah. you're already in the industry, but there's always there's always a bit of a payoff, and lawyers always get paid. And mm. but was there a lawsuit about that? Um, I'm not sure if it ever got to actual court or not. Um, but there were legal sort of negotiations and stuff, or out of court settlements and all this lot sort yeah. of stuff, you know. I don't know how I feel about those out-of-court settlements thing, because then that leaves it to be very shady. Well, it's always a difficult one, isn't it? Because in today's society, if you're accused of something, it can do real damage to your career or your reputation. 
and there are there are instances where people are sued for something they're not actually guilty of it but then they then you get counter sued but then you cases. get those out of court settlements for things that really should go to court like the recent things about sexual harassment they paid the people to be quiet which is ridiculous well, that they're just able to do that what, did they pay them to be quiet, or did they just pay them to to not go through the legal process? Because it it yeah. didn't work if they paid them to be quiet, because it came out. You know, it's like it, it it's in the news that there was an out of court settlement. But they for years they didn't go to the authorities because they got these huge cash sums yeah. just so that those people don't have that stain on their image or have to go to rehab. It's a difficult one, that isn't it? Because I mean, like you know, if I was if I was um, a victim of somebody who'd done something really nasty or horrible to me. And it was a choice between either going through a potentially difficult and um, protracted court case to, to get, you know, to get justice, or they were going to give me a million quid. It, it would be, you know, it's like, well, I'm likely to get that from the court case anyway. So it's really about well, whether or not... you might not. That's the thing. Yeah. You might actually get more from that, and then you're like, well, do I want justice or do I want money? And some people would prefer the money. Or if there's a contract in the settlement, which there, I think there often is, then it's you can't take well, this there, to court. Yeah, yourself. I suppose it's a question of whether you want uh, a legal record of a crime or if you think justice is, is bought. You know, if it's something that, you know, they pay... For somebody to I give you an out of court settlement, with the sexual final, harassment stuff, it's a penalty. They've already paid the settlements. They're not in actual trouble with the law. They're in trouble with. How is this to do with copyright? Uh, you were talking about settlements or something. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, I think that's probably enough for this week, dude. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should copyright our breaking bollocks logo. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to check if that's already copyrighted, and that's a whole club in itself. Yeah. Well, if if we start getting uh, ultra famous... Because I think people just <laughs> have started using bots to basically copyright everything as well with the web domains and stuff. Yeah. They basically just go, well, anything that is an actual word... There is, there is an argument that it stifles creativity because it basically uh, puts a lot of things out of bounds for the creative... Yeah. There, was a, there was a famous composer, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I think it was one of the Russians. Also stifles innovation. Then. That says, great composers... No, good composers borrow, great composers steal. Mm. So, and, and I know um, there's a famous... I don't want to name names, but there's a famous um, composer of West End and Broadway musicals who's very often accused of basically stealing melodies from classical pieces and you listen to some of them where they come from and you does think, it rhyme with smandu smoid smebu it's smedu <laughs> <laughs> um no court case though <laughs> uh, yeah don't be catty like it wants this but having said that you know there's different arguments and stuff it's like did what he did with those themes add enough original value to the thing uh, uh, the you know that's a whole whole different yeah. kind of word. I, I like i like his stuff i think he's well a lot of it but i can see where people can think oh, hang on a minute you nick that tune but composers have always done that you know i mean packle mm. bell the 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 uh no not packle canon there's a there's a bark tune which is a chord progression that's just been used in 
hundreds of different pop songs and tune and there's a famous bark tune anyway that's used in it's used in a white shade of pale i know that um and it's used in something by kylie minogue and, and countless other songs so it's like you can't you can't copyright you can't copyright chord progressions so why you know that's basically just uh an arrangement of chords in a particular sequence mm. so why then can you copyright a tune i suppose it's enough chord progressions in a row and then you get the whole thing with people using samples in music you know it's like yeah it's a very gray area in a lot of ways but there's always going to be a boundary and it really just comes down to whether or not you've got a lawyer <laughs> and a good lawyer and you think you can make some money out of it and you're a git or just someone <laughs> that wants their work protected it depends yeah. it varies from case to case i think yeah Dish, with a lot of these dishes should be a sort of middle ground that there just isn't really mm. and they're likely to I, well, I kind of want it both ways I want freedom of creativity but at the same time I don't want anyone else to be able to rip off what I've done and make money from it when I'm not yeah so you like you like you don't like it when you're on the receiving end of it no but you like to steal yourself well that's the other thing I sort of think as well so many people are writing so much music and have done over the years that surely we've run out of possible combinations of notes. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you, I, well, there's been times when I've I've written a bit of music in the past and I've thought after I, after I've got used to it after a couple of days I'm like I've heard that before somewhere and you know have I just come out with it because it was in my subconscious from somewhere I'd heard it years ago or have I have I written something it's original wonder, at some point in the future if we'll just have to recycle ideas from uncopyrighted reruns or something mm. and just use the plots again and again yeah like something from what if you can copyright your dna that might be actually a very interesting thing because these um genetic companies will come out and be very mainstream soon probably mm. the eugenic sort of things once they get past the legislation there's little that can really be done i mean that's 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 identity theft isn't it if somebody actually (laughs) clones you (laughs) maybe for stuff that you wouldn't actually find in nature you could uh copyright your dna Mm. not your dna but your the dna that you've created that wouldn't be found in nature Mm. and then you get people filing lawsuits for well that's also my dna it just so happens so you can't copyright that yeah but you're not going to get two people with the same dna no, but the company could accidentally create something that is the same as someone else's DNA. Mm. Wow. Say if someone wanted their child to look like Bear Grylls, then Bear Grylls could go, well, actually, yeah. that's my likeness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you'd want your child to look like Bear Grylls. Not that he's ugly, but... <laughs> Sorry, Bear. Yeah. What kind of name is Bear? I wonder if it's his real name or just a nom de plume. <laughs> stage thing right anyway um so what we got planned coming up nine o'clock tuesdays thursdays and saturdays i mean obviously premiere with the alternating thing YouTube. you know in um two days it will be part two of the little big planet thing so that's true we can big say planet, that and part two you know that already so it's pointless saying this <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy that game um exploding uh, pussies galore <laughs> And then, uh, in in line with that alternating thing, obviously next next week's um, breaking bollocks will be game night. It won't be breaking bollocks; it'll be game night. 
And oh, right. that will be part two of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, we're going to carry on from where we were last time with, I think it was 10-8, was it? Or are we just starting again? We'll start again. <laughs> yeah, okay then. Because I realised there was a bit in that, because I'd already picked my own for one of them, I actually picked yours just yeah. so that I didn't feel like I was cheating and being biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I felt, well, cheating, fuck, he actually picked his own twice. It's not fair. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's a weird bias there because it's more yeah. of a bias to pick the other persons because you always feel, well, also just subconsciously, you hate yourself so you don't think you're funny. I don't hate myself. Subconsciously. <laughs> I don't think I hate myself subconsciously. Well, that's the point of it being subconscious. Do I hate myself? Well, you don't think you're funny, right? <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope so. <laughs> What? what do you mean you hope not? I didn't hate myself. <laughs> it will end that there to protect the author's feelings. <laughs> it's, 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 you shouldn't hate yourself. But there's sort of that subconscious thing where, well, I'll look like I'm cheating if I pick myself too much. Does that, does that make... <laughs> what, like you accused me of at the end of last week's game? I indirectly accused you of it. I um, just said cheating fuck. That's not specific. The Orbiter is a cheating fuck. That's not specific. That's not... I didn't say the Orbiter is a cheating fuck by choosing his own cards. Anyway, this has gone <laughs> on for long enough. I've been Fireball. I've been the Orbiter. And this has been Breaking Bollocks copyright, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I had to remind you last time. You have to say your word. Uh Farewell. See you next time. <laughs> what can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.